Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Hi and welcome back to another episode of Marketing with Confidence. Today I wanted to talk to you about underrated digital marketing strategies. In the digital marketing world, we tend to hear about the same things over and over and over again. If it's hot, you know, that's what everyone's telling you to do. And that can be TikTok, people telling you you should be on TikTok, whether or not it's right for your business, can be ads, you know, everybody should be spending money on ads, social ads, Google ads. It can be, you know, posting 100 times a week on Instagram. We tend to hear, you know, the what's hot or the same types of things on repeat. I mean, I only have to open up my Instagram feed and all I get is what's the latest trending audio for a reel. And I feel like that's talked more about, you know, than what the effective content of a reel is or what someone may actually want to engage What I wanted to touch base on today is underrated digital marketing strategies. So this is great if you feel like you've tried a whole lot of things and can't think of what else to do, or if your, you know, classic digital marketing tools are really performing well and you want to look at what's next, how to take, uh, you know, greater advantage of digital marketing. Oh, you're just looking for fresh ideas. So the first most underrated digital marketing tool I want to talk about is email marketing. I've had some great conversations uh, with different people on the podcast that will be coming up over the next couple of months, and email marketing is, is definitely a hot topic in those. Email marketing is so underrated because I think, number one, we forget to build our list, and list building is obviously the first step to having an amazing email marketing campaign or you know email marketing opportunities. So you know, I think it's Confucius that said the best time to plant a tree is yesterday, and if you didn't plant it yesterday, the next best time is today. And I feel like that's the same with building your email list. If you haven't been building a list, getting some simple tactics in place to build that list is is critical, and you know start today. If you do have a list, use it. You know, people signed up to your email marketing or people bought from your brand and opted in to hear from you again. Uh, You know, all the different ways you've collected that data and people have opted in for it. You need to now have a strategy of actually connecting and actually following through. I see tremendous results, especially for my e-commerce clients with their email marketing. And even, you know, contrary to popular belief, sending the same email, uh, you know, to people who haven't opened it. So sending the email once, getting some sales, sending it again to people that didn't open it the first time, maybe with a new subject line, we'll see a trickle in of a, a second wave of sales. If you've got a sales event on or a promo, sending an email at the start and then sending an email when there's 24 hours to go. We we can feel that email overwhelms people or, you know, we're bombarding them. But don't forget, it's a very simple and quick 
effort for somebody to delete that email if it's not the right time for them or not the right day for them. And if your emails don't connect with somebody and they unsubscribe, it just means that your emails are more effectively going out to the right types of clients for you. So again, unless you're getting dramatically high unsubscribes, don't worry about a couple of unsubscribes per send, you know, if they're not aligned, if they're not likely to buy from you again, there's, you know, there's not a need to have people on the list for the sake of it. I encourage most service-based business, B2B businesses I work with to at least have a monthly email, a digest. And, you know, a great way to start is, is a best of what's happened on, on your other platforms. So if on your platforms, you know, you had a great team member post or you had a great blog article that you wrote or, you know, something interesting happened, some new research came out consolidating that into a monthly email where you might have an introduction from the business owner, then, you know, some great blogs from the month, did you know, you know, team member profile, promotion on at the moment, whatever it might be, consolidating all those bits and pieces into one email helps to get in front of the people that may not see your social media content. You know, when you review your reach statistics and analytics month in, month out, you know that, you know, of your, let's say, 1,000 followers, maybe only 300 people were reached in that month. So, that beautiful content that you've created and and produced may not be being seen by everyone. So your email marketing is a great opportunity to get back in front in a different way. So, you know, that's a great, I guess, tip for service-based businesses and B2B-based businesses. But if you're in any type of e-commerce, if you're selling anything, you need to be emailing, you know, once a fortnight at least, and and definitely depending on your list size. If you have a huge list size, you could be emailing once a week quite comfortably. If you've got a smaller email list size, you know, once a fortnight might be a better use. And, And like anything, you need to test it. You need to email them once, you know, do the booster, you know, sending it again to people that didn't open. What does that do? You know, the reminders for sales, test out different things, test different subjects, If your email platform allows it, do some A-B testing where, you know, 50% of your database gets uh, subject one and 50% gets subject two and see what the results are. See how different subjects might appeal to your audience. But I can't stress enough, you know, email is such a low cost strategy and, you know, the platforms themselves can come with costs, but if you use those platforms effectively and use all the different tools and opportunities within those platforms, you see it's quite cost effective versus, you know, ad spend that you that you may be pumping out. So email marketing, get on it, get back into it, don't overlook it in 2024. The next overlooked strategy I want to talk about is micro-influencers. The whole influencer landscape, I think, has seen a big shift in the last probably two to three years. Um, Obviously, there's been different restrictions on different platforms around, you know, what influencers can and can't do, how they need to disclose, uh, brand partnership tags, you know, lots and lots of different things that have maybe impacted the, the reach that influencers can have. But I believe micro-influencers that have hyper-engagement with your ideal client are still a really effective way to get new eyeballs on your product or service. And again, e-commerce is a lot easier, you know, entering into an agreement, and that is the critical step. There's an amazing platform by Taryn Williams called Hash Gifted. It does come with a, I think it's about a $99 per month fee. 
But in that platform, you can list your influencer offer. Then you can have people apply. You can shortlist and you can manage it through there. And what that does is give you a little insurance, a little protection around sending out your product and making sure the influencer is bound by some contractual terms. And it's quite easy to track in there if they've delivered or not. Uh, You know, I think with any micro influencer campaign, you want to be really clear before you send that product about what your expectation is. I would always ask for usage of any imagery created as part of that agreement and potentially ask about the usage in advertising. Now, some may come at an additional cost for the usage in advertising, but you need to consider if the influencer has enough I guess, uh, visibility or or easily recognize that it's going to be worth paying for them to be in those ads. What is a micro-influencer, you might be wondering? I tend to think they have under 10,000 followers. Um, they may even be as small as two to 3,000, but what you want to see is hyper-engagement. So go through their posts and you want to see tons of comments and not just from other influencers. You want to be able to see your ideal client in there engaging. Have a look at their reels. Ideally, what we want to see is their reels with more views than their total followers. So if they have 3,000 followers, we want to see you know, 5,000 reach on their reels, 7,000, 10,000. Hey, we'll take anything above that number because what that means is even though they have 3,000 followers, their reels, their content is so engaged that it gets out to new accounts. It gets out to more new people, which means, you know, you're assessing them at that 3,000, but hopefully your content is going to reach beyond that thanks to them. And, you know, you want them to post, ideally for them to collaborate the post with you, and then you both benefit from the reach. They're not open to putting a collaboration tag on the post. You definitely want to receive that content so that you can repost it on your own account as well. So micro-influencers, again, as I said, using a platform, if you've got, you know, you're willing to kind of go out to 10 or you want to do a couple of months, Otherwise, I would definitely suggest, you know, researching, reaching out with very specific terms and trying some, you know, trying some relationships out and seeing what it can give you. And then like everything measuring, you know, did that just give you reach? Did it just give you followers? Did it give you sales? Make decisions from there on what to do next time and next time. The last most underrated digital strategy, and I think possibly even the most underrated digital channel is Facebook. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about Facebook groups, but to uh, to sort of prelude, I also think Facebook is quite underrated. I get asked all the time, is there any point being on Facebook? And even though you know, probably up until maybe mid-40s, mid-50s aren't as hyper-engaged on Facebook as they used to be, we definitely still see a voyeuristic movement on Facebook. People check their Facebook. They go on, they scroll, they click. They might not comment as much. They might not engage as much, but they're definitely on there. And then in that kind of 50-plus bracket, we can still tend to see hyper-engagement as well. Facebook still has that kind of conversational aspect that Instagram never really got in the same way where you'll see sort of, I guess, threaded comments and and people tagging. I mean, we do see it somewhat on Instagram, but I really think 
Facebook has that way of telling you your friends have been engaged in something and sort of drawing you in. But Facebook groups is what I want to talk to you about. If you have a business to promote, if you have a local business, finding the local area Facebook groups and joining them, seeing if they have free business hour, if they don't have free business hour, seeing if there's a directory that you can sign up to, to be part of paid, you know, a paid partner's business hour is an amazing way to engage locally, looking at groups of other business owners, or if you have a particular product, you know, looking for groups that, you know, your ideal client is in. Uh, You know, if you've got a fishing product, there's a hundred fishing enthusiast groups, you know, looking at, you know, mum type businesses, there's so many mum type Facebook pages, uh, group pages, looking for the groups where you can, where you can be. And I guess the the real way to succeed in Facebook groups is to give and to get. So if you just stalk a Facebook group and only sort of, you know, see goal pass and, and, and poop your business name in when someone, you know, is asking for the exact thing that you offer, I think you're going to be far less successful than if you add value, if you'll be an active member of that group. So, you know, give your feedback on posts that, have nothing to do with your business, but but you know an answer for, or you have a personal experience for, or you can recommend somebody else for. Be known in that group as a person that helps. Be known as someone that adds value. Be known as a conversation starter or, you know, an engager. And then it's so much easier to convert for your business when people recognize your name and, and almost feel like they know you because you're so active in that group. Facebook groups have a massive uh, advocacy element. There's a lot of trust in Facebook groups. And, and you know, it's a real, uh, for service-based businesses especially, a real, and, and local businesses, a real important area and, and such an underrated digital tool to build awareness, you know, leverage advocacy for consideration and really convert. So, you know, if you're not using Facebook groups and and you think that there might be those communities on Facebook that are your ideal client, I would definitely be having a look, joining and and taking the time to be active. You know, even if it's 10 minutes a day of looking at the group's posts and seeing what you can contribute to, uh, you know, it makes such a difference. Well, I hope that those three strategies feel maybe a little bit different to what everybody talks about. I'd love to hear your favorite underrated strategy that I haven't spoken about. And I encourage you to explore email marketing, look at micro-influencers and engage with Facebook groups and see what they can do for your business. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, Be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.